Warning, this podcast contains foul language, sexual situations, and discussions of drugs and drinking. Yeah. Welcome Welcome to to Fuck Shakespeare. All the naughty bits exposed. Our goal is to open your eyes to all the inside info that makes reading Shakespeare way more fun. Any episode might contain dick jokes or essay ideas or anything in between. So, So, listen listen up. up. Content warning. This episode contains discussion of suicide. Hello! Hello! (laughs) I'm Erin. I'm Diana. And we're sweating. Oh my god, it is swamp-like in here. (laughs) Yeah, New York. Wow, humid. And meanwhile, my mother's writing me emails from Italy. It's 73 and breezy, and I go, shut the fuck up, don't tell me, I don't want to (laughs) know. Cruel. It is cruel. Unusual punishment. (laughs) Oh, dear. Okay, well, here we are, Lear 11. Yeah. We're, we're, we're... Plowing towards the finale. Yikes. So it's the end of Act 4, and it's a big whopping scene. Whopping! Whew! That contains so much stuff. It's, I guess, it's the one scene because nobody entirely exits, as we said. But still, it should have been cut up <laughs> into a bunch of things. Because it's a whopper! Somebody needs a rest. Especially Gloucester. He's on through the whole thing. And so is Edgar on through the whole thing. They do stand aside and observe for some of it. But dang, that's a long time to be on stage and focusing. Unless you don't have any eyeballs, I guess. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> so when we last left our Gloucester hero... No. <laughs> he was headed towards Dover so he could jump off the cliff. Yes, end his life at the end of the world. If you recall. Yes. Uh, and Edgar is tromping along with him and probably trying to figure out, what do I do about this? How do I stop <laughs> my dad from flinging himself off the end of the world? Or how do I convince him somehow that he wants to live even though he's blind and ancient? So here's the thing. I mean, I understand that Willie couldn't have done this because it would kill the story. But, you know, he probably could have said, Dad, it's me, and I love you, and I forgive you, and let's go start over again, just the two of us. How about that? Wouldn't that have been something? Wouldn't that have been something? (laughs) But, yeah, so one of my questions about Edgar and Gloucester is why does Edgar wait so long? Because it's not about Edgar and Gloucester. It's not about, they are just the, the mirror image, you know? That's it. They're of, the mirror image of, Lear of his, the Lears. Yeah. So it, that they are serving that purpose. Yeah. Alternative ending kind of <laughs> B story. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So how it could have gone in some other way. <laughs> so that's really interesting. And so what Edgar decides to do is deceive his father into thinking that he did fall off a cliff. It's a very strange scene if you have to stage it. It's bizarre. Like, how do you do that? Well, you've always managed. But Edgar does say, and it's an acting thing again, Mm. about the sometimes if you believe something strongly enough, it's true for you. I think that's often true of all human beings. In many kinds of ways, like believing you're a wonderful person and you're a wonderful person. 
or believing you're evil and then yeah but i think it's even more like well you know believing in heaven Mm. you know then you're going to heaven yeah and believing in believing you can be a grand success yes and you make yourself a grand success because you believe it correct yes so somehow gloucester believes that he fell off a cliff and then edgar reappears at the bottom of the cliff as another character (laughs) edgar missed his calling as an actor yeah basically he should have just been you know on the stage stage. he has all these different characters uh when the old man gave him new clothes he assumes this role of being a peasant character and Gloucester even says, why is your voice different? And he's like, no, it's the same. It's fine. But he doesn't do poor times of cold and all that stuff anymore. He's done with that. And then he meets Gloucester at the bottom of the cliff and he pretends he's a dude who watched him fall. And he's some other dude entirely. And then Oswald appears. Remember him? <laughs> we haven't seen him in a while. And tries to kill Gloucester. And Edgar turns into a whole other dude with a... Somerset accent. He's just pulling this shit out of his bum hole. <laughs> I'm telling you, you, Edgar should have been an audiobook narrator. Yay, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> because you know what? I suck at accents. <laughs> he, but he, he would have gotten a lot of work. Yeah. Yeah. Hey. Yeah. You could do all the dialects of the Great British Isles. Correct. <laughs> um. So we have Gloucester and Edgar first, and then we have Gloucester meeting Lear. And Lear comes in, full-blown agitation, the full flower of his madness, whatever that means to him. And and it's probably because he hasn't slept. There's probably well, we know he hasn't yeah. slept because they keep saying if, if he, he would just take a nap, he'd be better. He'd be better. <laughs> he probably hasn't eaten. I mean, he has nobody around him. No fool, no Kent, no nobody. He has evaded capture, Cordelia said. Uh, and he's, they, the description is crowned with furrow weeds. Mm-hmm. That means all the weeds that grow in those trenches by the side of the road. He's made himself a crown. Himself of just... weeds, though. Yeah. That's important. It's important because it's not, it's not cultivated. It's not grown on purpose. It's, you know, it just is. It's nature. He's yeah. crowned himself with nature. Yeah. And weeds are the unwanted and the lowest of the low, um, but not unuseful because a lot of them are herbs that, you know, people gather to, to make potions and, you know, medicines. And, and also so, part yeah. of the part of a, a big part of the local ecosystem that yeah. feeds the bugs, that feed the birds, that feed the, you know. Yeah. 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 So useful. Just, and, but not, but not elevated. Yeah. And I've seen leers in all sorts of, form, you know, arrayments. You know, from robes to diapers. <laughs> it's, it's crazy. Come in wearing your Depends. <laughs> Who would have put them on him? He wouldn't have. He would just have. poop where he was. Yeah, right? <laughs> I don't know. Um, it's a statement. Yeah. So Gloucester and Lear here meeting at this moment right before they get the final chapter of their journeys which is the final chapter has to be the reconciliation with the children that they thought didn't love them but who are the ones who do so Lear and Cordelia Gloucester and Edgar even though he's had a piece of his journey now already with Edgar but he doesn't know he that doesn't know that and then watch for the language throughout Lear's piece in this scene 
he enters in prose and he jumps from one thing to the other. Blah, 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 blah. It's a total jumble of images. It's, it's politics. It's, uh, you know, society. It's, it's his daughters, all these things. And then he goes into verse as soon as somebody says, are you, wait, are you the, you know, Gloucester says, are you the king? And he's like, fuck, yes, I am. And he goes right into verse, which is amazing. He resumes his rhythm. And then he, he has incredible imagery, some of which is disturbingly misogynistic. Um, some of which is very astute because he, in some sense, recognizes Gloucester because he knows that he's an adulterer. And then he does say his name and he recognizes him. But he also, like Gloucester in the last scene, he gets to make these observations about the imbalances of justice, the imbalance, the, the imbalances of, of haves power. and have-nots, power, power and wealth and all that stuff. So here's Shakespeare again, seizing that opportunity. Right, to, to make societal commentary without getting his head chopped off. Yeah. <laughs> Good for him. Excellent for him. Yes. We approve. Also, I want to go back just a moment to yeah. talk about love and not love and the appearance of love because I feel like that message somehow gets lost often in the Edmund is horrible, Goneril and Regan are horrible, Cordelia is good, Edgar is good. I yeah, don't that's think, too simplified. I don't, yeah, I don't yeah. think that there's good and bad. I think what it is is there's a misunderstanding about what love really is and that people can tell you, and we know this, this still happens, uh, people can tell you how much they love you. They can love bomb you. They can, but if they don't feel you in their heart in, in, in any kind of real way, you can be duped. You know, you, you, I don't, I think Edmund and Goneril, I don't know about Regan, would have loved if they had learned how, but they didn't learn yeah. how. Both of them were, um, I mean, Edmund was disdained and Goneril was ignored. So it, it's like they didn't they didn't get the opportunity, you know, and that 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 you can be loved without knowing it in action. So Cordelia's and Edgar's actions toward their their siblings and fathers, you know, are are small but genuine and I don't know where I'm going with this. I'm blithering. But there's something in my head. There's something tickling my brain about the appearance of great love versus the reality of everyday actual love. Right. And people often, you know, feel like there need to be grand gestures and, and huge emotions, whereas love really is a, is a constant buildup of small things is you being there all the time for that person in whatever way they need you to be and also right? to to see that person for who they are yeah. faults and all and say and i choose them. you you know whether it's a friend whether it's a parent whether it's a lover to say i choose you every yeah. day i choose you when you annoy me i choose you when you make me laugh i choose you when you're deep in depression i choose yeah. you and and i think you know, we're raised on the pablum diet of of Disney and, you know, uh, rom-coms and things yeah. like that. But that's not reality. Relationships are complex. And it is. It's the day in, day out 
choosing of one another yeah. that is actually love. And I think maybe Lear even imagined some of that because he said, I thought to have set myself on her kind nursery. You know, like he imagined himself being taken care of by Cordelia at the end. And yes, that's but, heartbreaking but, for him because when that image came crashing down. Right, but also that's not love. I right. imagined her taking care her of taking me for the rest of, of my life. You? Right? There's the, <laughs> Where are you in this? Right. It's, <laughs> yeah. it's both... Both parties, father and daughter, must choose each other every day. Right. In every in every uh, instance. Yeah. Where there's a choice to be made without disdain, without contempt, without, you know, you, there can be anger, but disdain and contempt poison every relationship. Yeah. So you, you have to make that choice. And Lear did not. No. Well, for him, it was very much a transaction right i gave you this huge thing and now you're going to take care of me forever right love is not transactional that's not the way it is <laughs> anyway that I, it's yeah. tickling at my brain like there's something there but yeah maybe what maybe it'll kick out when we when we get in the middle of this who now. knows all righty so gloucester and edgar trudging towards dover trudge 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 trudge, trudge. gloucester when shall I come to the top of that same hill? You do climb up it now. Look how we labor. Methinks the ground is even. Horrible, steep. Hark, do you hear the sea? No, truly. Why, then your other senses grow imperfect. By your eyes anguish. Eyes, 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 eyes. Yeah. And shared lines. All of these are shared lines. So they're falling into the rhythm of father and son, even if they haven't made that discovery yet. Yeah, Gloucester. And it's actually really... Oh, no, I was going to say it's Edgar who's responsible for that, but no, Gloucester as much. Yeah. Uh, so may it be indeed. Methinks thy voice is altered, and thou speakest in better phrase and matter than thou didst. Ye are much deceived, and nothing am I changed but in my garments. Methinks ye are better spoken. Come on, sir. Here's the place. So he just ignores him, <laughs> right. right? I'm it's changing like, the subject. Nope. Nope. <laughs> We're not going there. And uh, by God, here's the cliff. <laughs> <laughs> Suddenly. <laughs> wow, look, there it is. <laughs> yeah. It's like, okay, I think he makes the decision. Let's get this fucking thing over with. Stand still. How fearful and dizzy tis to cast one's eyes so low. The crows and choffs that wing the midway air show scarce so gross as beetles. Halfway down hangs one that gathers samphire, dreadful trade. Methinks he seems no bigger than his head. The fishermen that walk upon the beach appear like mice, and yon tall anchoring bark diminish to her cock, her cock a boy, <laughs> almost wait, too small wait, wait, for his wait, 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 and then a guy gathering samphire, which is some kind of aromatic plant that you eat pickled, and you have to pull it from the sides of a cliff, so it's an awful job because you have to lower yourself by a rope and you run the risk of dying. And he, right? his whole body is the size of his head yeah. from, the, from the vantage looking point down, of looking down. Yeah. And then the fishermen down on the beach look like tiny little mice, and the bark, the ship, um, okay, and this is where we get to, uh, uh, that ship that's anchored out there, diminished to her cock so she's diminished to the size of her um life raft 
Okay, like oh, the whoa, ship whoa, boat, okay. the little mm-hmm. boat that they would throw over to the side. But, 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 but. <laughs> he's, he, this is, he's tossing this to the groundlings. Yeah. Diminish to her cock, her cock a boy. Now, boy. Boy, like a buoy, like a, <sighs> you know, some people pronounce it buoy, but boy. Yeah. Her cock a boy. <laughs> He so meaning the little it. ship, like it looks the size of a buoy, but her uh, <laughs> cock a boy, he's having us on. <laughs> he's taking a piss. Her <laughs> cock a boy, almost too small for sight. Her <laughs> cock is so small. <laughs> it's so weird too. Her cock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then comes some beautiful like sound work that he does here. Almost as if to try to conjure the feeling of the sea to convince his father that they're right there by the beach. So we have the murmuring surge um, that on the numbered idle pebble chafes cannot be heard so high. Beautiful imagery about the the sound the waves make when they're rumbling over the pebbles. The unnumbered is innumerable, you know, many, many pebbles. Chafes is rubs, yeah. We can't even hear that sound up here, but I just made it for you. I'll look no more, lest my brain turn and the deficient sight topple down headlong. Set me where you stand. Yeah, so topple down headlong is exactly what Gloucester wants to do. Right. So, lest my brain turn, uh, if I, I, I'm going to get dizzy looking down, and deficient sight is blurred vision. But also, that's what his father has, yep. deficient sight. He can't have, he can't see. And I would, if I would fall right over if I kept looking. And Gloucester's like, yeah, let me stand where you are. Yeah. Because <laughs> that's what I want. That's what I want. <laughs> and so he's playing along. Give me your hand. Oh, you are now within a foot of the extreme verge. For all beneath the moon would I not leap upright. Let go my hand. So, yeah, so leap upright is stand up too quickly. Like, I wouldn't wouldn't stand up too quickly if I were you. I'd be be very careful. (laughs) And let me go, because I'm jumping. Yeah. Here, friends, another purse. In it a jewel, well worth a poor man's taking. Fairies and gods, prosper it with thee. Without further off, bid me farewell and let me hear thee going. Now fare you well, good sir. With all my heart. And then Edgar aside. Why I do trifle thus with his despair is done to cure it. Literally him telling the audience why he's doing this. I'm trying to cure him of this desire to kill himself. And so I'm playing along. Oh, you mighty gods! This world I do renounce, and in your sights shake patiently my great affliction off. If I could bear it longer and not fall to quarrel with your great opposeless wills, my snuff and loathed part of nature should burn itself out. If Edgar live, oh, bless him! Now, fellow, fare thee well. Gone, sir, farewell. And then he falls. Okay, so, it, oh, you might have got, he's, it's a prayer, it's right? A, yeah. Almost, right? He's standing at the edge of the cliff, and he's talking to heaven. Do, do, do you know, I'm, 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 I'm doing ready. this for myself. Yeah, I'm ready to get rid of this affliction, which I think is his life. It's yeah, not, not just, only yeah. his blindness. Yeah. It's his life. Yeah. Um, and I just can't, I can't take it anymore. 
It's been terrible, especially the last few weeks. <laughs> Yikes. And the, the gods are like, ho-ha, you made your bed, sleep in it. Yeah. But he's like, I, your, your great opposeless wills. Usually we should not argue with the gods. They have a plan. And if I could stand it, I'd, you know, go along with the plan. But I can't. My snuff is my burnt-out cat, my old burnt-out candle. And my loathed part of nature, my hateful leftover old man self. Um, I would just let it burn out, but I can't, I can't do it. And then a prayer for his son. So, Edgar, gone, sir, farewell. And yet I know not how conceit may rob the treasury of life when life itself yields to the theft. Had he been where he thought, by this had thought been passed. Alive? <coughs> Sorry. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> that just popped up. Okay. Um, all right. So, uh, and yet I know not how conceit, conceiving, believing that he jumped might rob the treasury. It might actually kill him. Could he believe strongly enough to actually end his life by thought? Mm. That's what he's wondering. That's right? interesting. When life itself yields to the, his life is willing, he's willing for his life to go. Had he been where he thought, if he if he was actually in the place where he thinks he was, he'd be dead by now because he fell. So could he make that imagery true just by thinking it and believing it? He's worried about that. So alive or dead? Yikes. And now he has another voice. Hoya, sir. Friend, hear you, sir. Speak. Thus might he pass indeed, yet... He revives. What are you, sir? Away and let me die. Hadst thou been aught but gossamer, feathers, air, so many fathom down precipitating, thou'dst shivered like an egg, but thou dost breathe. Hast heavy substance, bleedst not, speak'st, art sound. Ten masts at each make not the altitude which thou hast perpendicularly fell. <laughs> Thy life's a miracle. Speak yet again. <laughs> I know. Which thou hast perpendicularly yes. fell. <laughs> Straight down. That's so good. That's so funny. So he's like, if you were anything but a, a little light feather falling down that long, precipitating is falling headlong, actually, you would have shivered, shattered like an egg. But, but you're breathing. Holy fuck. It's a miracle. Yeah, you're not bleeding. You're speaking. You, your body's oh intact. God. What the hell? <laughs> so he's... Uh, just and remember, this is not premeditated. They were gonna trudge along until he convinced his dad something else. So he's making this shit up on the spot. How smart is he? Yeah, and how resourceful. So just you have to keep that in mind always, because this isn't Edgar having an actual plan. He doesn't have a plan. He's just trying something. So now he's gonna try to convince his father that. His life is a miracle given back to him by the gods, which every life is, right? And Gloucester's wait, completely wait, 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 wait. Go, confused. Ten right? masts at each. Ten masts at each. Oh, ten masts end to end. So a mast of a ship piled ten of them end to end on top of each other is how tall that cliff was. And that's how far you fell. Perpendicularly fell. Perpendicularly. <laughs> Thy life's a miracle. Speak yet again. But have I... Fallen or no? Yeah, and there's four beats of silence in that line, so it could be Gloucester's to wait and then speak. Because he says speak yet again, and he's waiting for him to speak. 
And then it would make sense that Edgar answers the question right away, right? So I would think that Forever Silence is ahead of the line. Anyway, but it's your choice as an actor. Edgar. From the dread summit of this chalky bourne, look up a height. The shrill gorged lark so far cannot be seen or heard. Do but look up. Shrill gorged. Yes, throated. So the singing lark way up at the top of the cliff. So remember he was talking about the guys at the bottom looking like mice. Now he's talking about the larks at the top not even being able to be heard from here. So he's really painting these pictures of this non-existent cliff. And then also pretending he doesn't know that this person is blind. Look up and see. Yeah. Um, Alack, I, I have no eyes. And there's also five beats of silence somewhere in that line. So wherever you want to put it. Is wretchedness deprived that benefit to end itself by death? Twas yet some comfort when misery could beguile the tyrant's rage and frustrate his proud will. Yeah. Um, so he's like, I can't even manage to kill myself. Why? This is not fair. I was comforted in the idea that I could cheat, cheat. misery somehow yeah. Yeah. and uh, have my own way. Edgar. Give me your arm. Up. So. How is it? Feel you your legs? You stand. Too well. Too well. This is above all strangeness. Upon the crown of the cliff, what thing was that which parted from you? A poor, unfortunate beggar. As I stood here below, methought his eyes were two full moons. He had a thousand noses. Horns whelked and waved like the enraged sea. It was some fiend. Therefore, thou happy father, think that the clearest gods, who make them honors of men's impossibilities, have preserved thee. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, dude, you are standing in the company of some horrible fiend. Yeah, a demon. A demon who and, led you to the side of the cliff. And you're lucky the gods were like, no, not your time. Yep, no, we're going to thwart that demon. <laughs> you're not going to take him. So he had two full moons for eyes. He had a thousand noses. <laughs> She's totally making this shit up. Yeah. Welked means twisted, twisted horns. Some fiend. Now, notice... Therefore, thou happy father. <gasps> I didn't notice. And so he could get away with that because the term father also means old man. Yeah. So for somebody meeting some old dude, they could call him, oh, welcome father, you know, blah, blah, blah. But he will go on to, from now on in, call him father. And it could be that he's calling him old man or it could be that he's trying to get him to recognize who he is by himself it's weird deception and not deception yeah so the clearest gods the clear thinking gods who show their strength by doing what is an impossible thing for the humans they have done this they have saved you gloucester i do remember now Henceforth I'll bear affliction till it do cry out itself enough enough and die that thing you speak of i took it for a man often twould say the fiend the fiend he led me to that place bear free and patient thoughts so he's buying it all the story and he's also back to okay i'll obey the rules i tried to go against the rules 
Yeah. Now I'm going to wait until the gods say it's time for me to die. Yeah. And bear free and patient. Be carefree and be grateful. And then shit. Here comes Lear. <laughs> Enter Lear, crowned with weeds and flowers. But who comes here? The safer sense will ne'er accommodate his master thus. Now that's an enigmatic statement because it could be about... There's two possible things. So it could be about Gloucester, um, his master being Lear, or it could be about Lear himself. So the meanings could be if Lear had a sane mind, he would not dress like this, or Gloucester's newly restored, restored calm brain could not deal with this image, Lear looking like this. But of course, he can't see them, but he'll, if he opens his mouth, he's going to know yeah. who he is. Okay, so Lear, no, they can't touch me for crying. I am the king himself. Now, <laughs> another problem because crying do you remember that line as being they can't touch me for coining i don't um so there's in the quarto it's coining and that would have spoken to the king's prerogative to make coins the king is allowed to do that mint new coin when needed but if it's crying as it is in the folio and some other versions maybe it means that like other people can't challenge me for crying because I feel more intensely than they do. There was also a third thing, which is that sometimes the king laid their hands on people to cure them, particularly of scrofula. <laughs> Maybe I'll name my cat scrofula. Yeah, it was called the king's evil. It was a terrible, um, you know, fever disease. And Henry VI is said to have cured someone of it. And so then they called it the king's evil from then on. And because and, and people would come with scrofula to the king to have them lay <sighs> hands on it. <laughs> so maybe they can't cure my crying by touch me, touching me. Oh, because I'm the king. Because I'm the king and I'm the one that's supposed to do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that one. Okay. So options. And then Edgar. Oh, the side-piercing sight. And side-piercing, heart-rending, but it's a reference to Christ. You know how he usually has those two holes in his side where they've shot arrows into his heart? Okay, here's Lear's first wacky speech. And it begins with... Nature. Nature. He is nature child now, isn't he? <laughs> Nature's above art in that respect. Oh, there's your press money. That fellow handles his bow like a crow keeper. Draw me a clothier's yard. Look, look, a mouse. Piece, piece, this piece of toasted cheese will do it. There's my gauntlet. I'll prove it on a giant. Bring up the brown bills. Oh, well-flown bird in the clout, in the clout. Phew. Give the word. Hiker says, sweet marjoram. Like, it's a password in order to go by. Okay, my God, let's take it apart. Okay, nature's above art. My nature as the king allows me, as opposed to someone who is deceptive about it, if he's coining. Artifice, uh, art is like someone who's deceiving and creating falsely. And there's your press money. That's why I think the word is coining. Coining, not crying, yeah. Yeah. Because he's continuing that image of money. Press money is the money that was paid to soldiers to when they were forced to join the army. 
like you're pressed into service. Crow keeper, the guy who's hired to chase the crows away from the fields. <laughs> so he's like, that guy, that guy uses a bow like somebody who doesn't understand how to use a bow. Come on, man. Draw me a clothier's yard. It's like, pull that string back really beautifully like a, like a, the yardstick of a tailor. Really long. Yeah, so he's trying to instruct someone how to shoot a bow. And then the mouse thing, and there's my gauntlet. He's ch issuing a challenge, and he says, I'll, I could even fight a giant. <laughs> um, and the brown bills are these short pikes or spears and the men wielding them. So he's calling out uh, instructions to an army. And well-flown bird, oh, that arrow went really well. In the clout means into the center of the target. And then whew, is the sound of the arrow. arrow. And then he sees Edgar, give the word. And Edgar plays along because that's what Edgar does. But the word that he decides to use is really interesting. Sweet marjoram. Sweet marjoram. It was an herb that was recommended for curing madness. What do you know? And Lear accepts his word. Pass. Gloucester. I know that voice. Ha! Goneril with a white beard. <laughs> <laughs> so he sees Gloucester and he's like, oh shit! <laughs> And then he goes to his daughters and thinks about the daughters. They flattered me like a dog and told me I had white hairs in my beard ere the black ones were there. To say I and no to everything I said, I and no, was no good divinity. When the rain came to wet me once and the wind to make me chatter, when the thunder would not peace at my bidding, there I found them, there I smelt them out. Go to, they are not men of their words. They told me I was everything. Tis a lie. I'm not ague-proof. They are not men of their words. Yeah. yeah, his daughters are not men of their words. So they flattered me like a dog, yeah. right? Like a, as like dogs fawn on people. Yeah. So he's thinking about how people treated him as a king. He's and, thinking specifically about his daughter, yeah. about Goneril and Regan, because yeah. they said, I love you, I love you, I love you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I love you more than anything. I love you more than my husband. I love you more than life itself. I right. love you, I love you, I love you. And they said yes when I needed a yes, and they said no when I needed a no. And it's no good, it's not good theology. There are verses in the Bible that say, let your yes be yes, let your no be no, you know, be honest, blah, blah, blah. So, and then, and then he's thinking about the storm. Wait, wait, I want to go back. Oh. I want to go back to... Uh, oh, they said they told me I had white hairs in my beard. So they told me I was wise before my time. And mm -hmm. the fool said that too, right? Mm -hmm. You should live to you be should, wise. You're old you're, before your time. Yeah, you shouldn't yeah. be old before you're wise. Right. Yeah, so the fool told them the truth. And they told them, oh, yes, you're you know, old and wise and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, okay. It's like they bullshitted me at every turn. Yeah. And then he's thinking about the storm and... So when the rain and the wind and blah, 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 that's when I figured out who they were. There I found them. There I found them. So he knows the moment when his life took a shift. So he's crazy, but not crazy. Well, right? not that his life took a shift. I feel like yeah. his life had already taken the turn and he just didn't recognize it. Until when then. he was out yeah. in the storm and he realized his daughters had shut the door against him. That's when he. That's when he went. Oh. oh shit! <laughs> yeah, and the thought, I don't have control. And the thought then made his mind shut down in a way. You know, I'm not king. But I have no control. Yeah, I'm just a I'm just a skin bag. Yeah, a meat suit. <laughs> yeah, 
And uh, they told me I was everything. They they flattered me. They told me anything I wanted to hear. And right, and they told me. And they told me I was invincible. But I'm not. But it's not true. I'm not ague proof. I'm not. Yeah. Sickness proof. I'm not death proof. I'm not. Yeah. An ague is a fever. So like, yeah, I'm gonna die. I'm getting sick. He knows in some place that his brain doesn't work. He says so later. And Gloucester, the trick of that voice I do well remember. Is not the king? I every inch a king. So king, king. Boom, mm-hmm. boom. Yeah. The word king just like brings him back to himself yeah. in this crazy way because he starts speaking in verse. And then he looks right at Gloucester. When I do stare, see how the subject quakes. I pardon that man's life. What was thy cause? Adultery? Thou shalt not die. Die for adultery? No, the wren goes to it, and the small gilded fly does lecture in my sight. Let copulation thrive, for Gloucester's bastard son was kinder to his father than my daughter's got tween the lawful sheets. To it, luxury, pell-mell, for I lack soldiers. Lordy, Lord, Lord, Lord. So he's like, look at that guy, quaking, trembling. Gloucester probably, like... You know, Lear turns on him and goes, I every inch a king. And he's like, oh, shit. Yeah, but he's also just right? leapt from a cliff and survived it. He's, you yeah, know, he's, 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 he's kind of fucked up. He's having a rough too. Day, <laughs> day. Yeah. But then he knows immediately what was I cause, I crime. He knows it's adultery. Mm. He knows. So, if, <laughs> you know, that was not hidden, obviously. Well, the bastard, right? And he's like, nobody should die for adultery. That's ridiculous. Yeah, birds. Fuck the bees, fuck. Right in front of me, the fucking flies, fuck. And they don't get punished, you know? So, like, why are men punished for that? But this is so good. For Gloucester's bastard son was kinder to his father than my daughter's got tween the lawful sheets. Um, no. <laughs> Absolutely not. No. But in his, you know, he doesn't know that whole story. So, yeah. Uh, to it, luxury. Luxury is lechery. I love pell-mell is a great word invented in this play um, at high speed. We use it now, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm going to run to the something, pell-mell. No. Serpentine, serpentine, pell-mell. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Means at high speed, indiscriminately, zoom, 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 for I like soldiers. So he's like, come on, people, get fucking. I need some soldiers. <laughs> I don't care, bastards, whatever. I don't care. And then he totally switches track. Behold yon simpering dame whose face between her forks presages snow that minces virtue and does shake the head to hear of pleasure's name. The fitchew nor the soiled horse goes to it with more riotous appetite. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. Simpering dame. So simpering is like... <laughs> yeah, and she's pretending to be virtuous. Minces virtue. She acts in this affectedly virtuous yeah, way. Yeah, but whose face between her forks... Presages snow. Right. Between so, her legs, right? Yeah. Her forks. So her cold looks on her face kind of predicts that she's going to have a similar frigidity between her legs. Yeah. 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 So he's talking about... The difference between what women project to you and what they probably are once you get them behind closed doors. Um, but he's like, you know, she would, she, she doesn't want to hear talking about 
you know, sex and stuff. But wait, to I'll shake tell you the head. Shake that. <laughs> Don't tell me. No, 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 no. <laughs> Don't want to hear. La 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 la. But the Fitchu is the polecat, <laughs> skunk. Um, but also a polecat is a whore. Yes. Mm-hmm. And the soiled horse is the the horse that just went out to stud, and he's still got all his semen on his dick. Whoa. Those people, those creatures are, like, very intent on rutting and having, like, really dirty, loud sex. Nature. Nature. And I bet you that bitch would do the same. That's what he's saying. Goes to it with a more riotous appetite. They, she'll, she'll be the same as them once you get her behind closed doors. Boy, it's really it's ugly. Ugly. Um... Down from the waist they are centaurs, though women up above, all above. But to the girdle do the gods inherit. Beneath is all the fiends. There's hell. There's darkness. There's the sulfurous pit. Burning, scalding stench, consumption. Fie, 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 pah, pah. Give me an ounce of civet. Good apothecary, sweeten my imagination. There's money for thee. Jesus Christ. Whoa. This is horrible. It's awful. So... I'm I'm wondering if like in his brain it's like if I didn't fall for some woman and I had children and stuff would this have you know where would my life have gone you know like yeah but he has to yeah. procreate as king yeah. it's required but then I got nothing but daughters then I got nothing but daughters and daughters uh, and women in general suck apparently to well, him right because now. above they're pious and whatever but below there hell darkness sulfurous pit burning scalding stench consumption yeah they will eat you up with all the diseases they fucking give you if you go there and also um down from the waist they're centaurs right so they're uh beasts hmm? below and they want it and pretend that they don't but to the girdle the girdle is the waistband but i would just like to say Oh, no. No, here I go. No, no, no. No, 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 no. But I would just like to say, yes. Okay, fine, if that's true. But also, in, in, in the play, but in Shakespeare's time also, women were required to behave like that. Yes. They had no choice. Yeah. Because if you, if you showed that you were interested in sex, you were a whore. Whore, yeah. Branded. So yeah. You, ha- you had no choice yeah. you had to pretend to be uninterested in sex and even, even whether you were or you weren't but also did you even get any heads up uh, like did you even know what sex was no yeah not no. unless you grew up in a brothel well uh, you know? uh, or if you grew up on a farm or if you grew up on a farm okay but ladies or if you took like, it upon yourself to watch the cats in the hallway right i mean <laughs> ladies were not given no that uh, and even still today we do yeah. that to girls right no you're you know you can't wear a tank top to school because the boys won't yeah. be able to concentrate because you, you you're inviting sex fuck that shit yeah. that was a little soapbox there fuck <laughs> that shit yeah you know Boys can control themselves and girls can control themselves and everybody should just, you know, be aware that sex is natural. Yeah. Not, you know, not that you should be doing it when you're 13, 14 years old because you're not really ready. But, like, being prepared for it is not the same thing as saying, go do it. It's good. You know, just... (sighs) 
Yeah. I'm so angry about this shit. Because, you know, yes, they do pretend to be good above. But, yeah. like, and yes, but get them behind closed doors and introduce them to sex. They're going to yeah, be like, so oh, this men. is good. Right? Of course. Yeah. But men, but men, see, adultery is fine for a man. Yeah. Because men are supposed to go and spread their seeds, and men are supposed, you know, make and, me some soldiers, right? It's <laughs> bullshit. Yeah. So the men are are are, you know, yeah, go go. But the women are sluts if they do that. They're yeah. whores if they do that. Yeah. Like so fucked up, and it's been going on forever. Actually, yeah. it hasn't been going on forever because before before. I think I yeah, went before, on this tirade. Like, polite but, society and Renaissance. I mean, it was more like, yeah, people. You know, in the cave, people, the well, so early civilizations, it was fine. My father's contention yeah. was that as soon as men figured out that they had a role to play in conception. Mm. Yeah. yeah, that's absolutely true. They subverted yeah. women because they understood they, they not subverted. You were like, it has to be my line, my semen right. that goes in there. Right. Nobody Before else's. they thought women were miraculous creatures because right. they gave. And then they the... worshipped women, yeah. and that was great. And then a little unfortunate knowledge. <laughs> yeah, I mean, because yeah. then they were like, now we have to control them. Yeah. Because now I don't want anybody else. Whatever. Now we have to all be inbred royals. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> Instead of, let's bring in some stable boys and, and shake this shit up. up this line. You know, for yeah. God's sake. We wouldn't end up with these... Windsor's what? Mm-hmm. Oh my god. Or okay. hemophiliacs. Yes, right. Okay, so, but that was a very popular, we've talked about that before, about like women having lots of orifices and therefore they are prey to the fiends who are crawling up their legs and entering their holes. <laughs> yep. Yeah, so it was a popular opinion, unfortunately. Um, give me an ounce of civet. So he's like, oh, shit, shit, I need something that's nice and beautiful smelling. Civet is perfume. Please, please help me out. <laughs> you know, I need something lovely in my brain because this is bad. See, but I think it's also stench. You know how... Leads him to that idea. Yeah, yeah. But, but like how people always say that women... People always. Not really. But there is this thing like, oh, that smells like fish. Right. It's disgusting. It smells... Yeah. So he's like, give me some perfume so I don't have to smell her. Well, sweeten my lady imagination. Bits. I want to think better. I want to have better pictures of them in my head, but this is the pictures that I have mm. right now. Yeah. And Gloucester, oh, let me kiss that hand. Oh, let me wipe it first. It smells of mortality. <laughs> I love that. It smells like a dying man. <laughs> oh. Or I've been jacking off in the field yeah. with my flowers, and you now it smells That's of semen. Possible too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, ruined piece of nature. This great world shall so wear out to naught. Dost thou know me? Yeah, so nature, wonderful. Nature. Ding, ding, ding. Ruined piece of nature, uh, Lear, and then the but world all, but is going to go the same way. But also, ruined piece of nature? No, at one with nature. Yeah. Finally. Right. I mean, so there's the, perception. And also, the, you know, the, the contention that uh, the, the natural, the na- this goes back to my rant of 
last week and the week before, mm-hmm. I think, where, you know, n- that there's a natural pyramid and the people at the right. apex deserve yeah. to be there. And so a ruined piece of nature, if, you know, if like you, he's fallen to the bottom. Right. Yeah. As opposed to the fact that he is completely at one and with nature right now. the world in so much broader way than he did before. Yep. Because I think that apex is very far from all the natural workings of the world. And it isn't true either. It isn't true. It isn't true either because we're all part of the organism of the earth. So, you know, we each have our role to play. There's no, there is no person at the pinnacle. Yeah. It's just not. Yeah. And the world is going to go the same way, he says. The world is we're out to not because as goes the gang, so goes the world. And then he asks So Gloucester him, has not learned that lesson. Mm. Lear has. It's ingrained for 80 years in his life that this is the way the world is. Yeah. So that's tough. He's busy learning personal lessons. Yeah, I guess. You know? Yeah. But Lear has, yeah. And he asks him if he recognizes him. And Lear, I remember thine eyes well enough. <laughs> Dost thou squinny at me? <laughs> no. Do thy worst, blind Cupid. I'll not love. Read thou this challenge, Mark, but the pending of it. <laughs> so he's like, get the fuck out of here, Cupid. You, you know, he's, he's like. Because blind Cupid is a, it, in Shakespeare's time, that was an often used phrase. Picture. Therefore is yeah. winged Cupid blind. Yep. The, right? He was painted blind because he, love is so random. He fires his little arrows of love and damn, you fall in love with this person. You have no idea why. Yeah. But Lear's like, I'm not going to love again. Get the fuck away from me. I love squinny. Squinny. Are you squinting? Are you squinting? <laughs> Gloucester. And then he's no. like, here, can you read this letter for me? <laughs> and Gloucester, were all thy letters sons, I could not see it. Sons, S-U-N-S. Isn't that beautiful? Yes. But yeah. But not S-O-N-S. Yeah. But, but we could still hear that. And hear then that. here his son speaks for the first time in a while. Yeah. Edgar. I would not take this from report. It is, and my heart breaks at it. So, like, if someone told me this shit, I would never believe This meeting between the two of them. I would never believe them, but the fact that I'm looking at it is breaking my heart. Yep. And then Lear. Read! What? With the case of eyes? Oh, are you there with me? No eyes in your head, nor no money in your purse. Your eyes are in a heavy case, your purse in a light. Yet you see how this world goes. So, there's a lot of eyes in this, right? Yeah, yeah. Right. He's like, read. Gloucester's like, what? I don't have any eyes. Yeah, the case of eyes is my sockets, my eye sockets. I can't read with my eye sockets. And Lear's like, oh, wow, is that the way the world goes? <laughs> You're in a sad condition, right? Your eyes are in a heavy case. You're in a sad place. But your purse in a light. You have no money. <laughs> <laughs> and Gloucester, I see it feelingly. Beautiful double meaning, mm-hmm. both by the sense of touch and also with emotion. He's understanding the world now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What, art mad? <laughs> what are you, nuts? <laughs> a man may see how this world goes with no eyes. That's a beautiful thematic statement there. Yeah. Yeah. That's like, Gloucester's theme. Yeah, and it's also Lear. Like, fuck perception. We cannot look at things and make up our minds about them. We have to see them a little more globally with other senses and other impressions. You know? 
Look with thine ears. <laughs> Listen, for fuck's sake, and which is something he never did. Never did. Right? See how yon justice rails upon yon simple thief? Hark, in thine ear, change places, and handy dandy, which is the justice, which is the thief? Thou hast seen a farmer's dog bark at a beggar? So, I love this. <laughs> yeah, because it's like, all right, so, you know, a simple thief, someone who simply takes an orange to feed his... You've got a feather, you've got a flower in your... I've got a flower in my hair like King Lear does. Yes. Yes, for old weeds. Yeah. Okay, so a a simple thief stole a piece of bread to feed his family. And the justice, you know, is like, oh, you have to go to prison. You have to... And then Lear's like, so wait, who's good and who's bad bad in this scenario? Handy dandy is just take your choice. Yeah. You decide. And then uh, he's bringing up this new image, a farmer's dog who's barking at a beggar. So we have a dog and a human. Gloucester. Aye, sir. And the creature run from the cur? There thou mightst behold the great image of authority, a dog's obeyed in office. So the creature mm-hmm. is now the beggar, is now the human. And the human should, by the pyramid, be higher in authority than the animal. But he's saying... That's how authority goes. Authority is bestowed on the person that takes it. So the dog is taking authority in that instance. And he's like, fucking dogs are obeyed. I'm not obeyed. You're not obeyed. But dogs, they they decide when they want. Yeah, but do you think, I mean, I wonder, I, is, it, is it the I'm not obeyed or is it, yeah, that's the way of the world. Yeah. Well, I think he's, yeah. Maybe it's not, I'm not obeyed, but he's like marveling that he understands that now. Wow. None of us are in charge. Yeah. None of us are in charge charge if we think we are, and then that's fleeting. And if everybody else gives us, like if I can go up to someone else's dog and say, sit, and it barks at me and, and bears its teeth at me, you know. I was trying to take authority over that dog, the but the dog, dog was, was like, like "Fuck, fuck you!" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I don't know. I don't. Yeah. I don't feel like in this case it's like, "Oh, poor me." I feel like it's more like, "Huh, wow, that the world, yeah, works in mysterious ways, and, and you can't be in charge of anybody, yeah, except yourself, only if there's an agreement, right? Somehow, right." Yeah. And then he goes back to his interesting imagery, often his imaginary world, and he sees a beetle, B-E-A-D-L-E, which is great. Um, it's an officer who administered corporal punishment. Imagine having that job. Executioner, beetle. Yeah. You know. I guess there's a place for the sadists in the mm-hmm. world. Always. There's a job for the sadists. Always. Um, so... Thou rascal beetle, hold thy bloody hand. Why dost thou lash that whore? Strip thine own back. Thou hotly lusts to use her in that kind for which thou whipst her. See, there are the sadists. Yeah. Right? He's like, what? strip thy... He's like, beat you, yourself, You man. lust to use her you, like that. You would totally fuck her in a second. Like, so And you, also probably whipping her gets you hard. Yeah. So fuck you. Why, don't stop, stop whipping her. Whip yourself. And then how all these things flip to the good and the bad. He already started talking about the, which one's right and which one's wrong, which one's good, which one's bad. Handy dandy, right? The usurer hangs the cousiner. 
Through tattered clothes, great vices do appear. Robes and furred gowns hide all. Mm, see? Yeah. Same thing. Yeah. That he learned in the storm, too, right? Yes. Taking off his clothes. Yes. So the usurer is the money lender. Mm-hmm. The cousiner is the, the cheater. The cheater. The, you know, the con man. Um, so, you know, it's like, wait a minute, you know, one's, both of them are equally wrong. Right. And right? through tattered clothes, great vices do up. It's like someone looks poor. We and, assume. And, yeah. and, and, and do we not do this still today? Totally judge We them. totally do this. And if you... Wow. Okay, this big soapbox. Yeah. And Innocent I, until proven guilty, my ass. I'm a, I'm a white middle class lady. But, you know, my eyes have been opened over the last several years to the fact that there is systemic ingrained racism in our country. Now, that doesn't mean freaking white people. It doesn't mean that you're getting extra stuff. It just means you don't have extra hindrances in your way. For instance, just like this, a a person who is brown or black cannot choose to look not brown or black. They just look that way. And you cannot tell me that if you see a crowd of black young men coming at you on a street, white person, that you don't have a moment of, oh, fear. You do. I do. I admit it. I do. I don't want to, but I do. So you're automatically, your brain just, because our media has fed us a diet of the fact, fact, no, scratch that, have fed us a, a, a consistent diet of brown and black people, poor people, are criminals. Yeah. We don't, we don't get the same kind of news stories about poor white people. We don't. Yeah. And it isn't because black and brown people commit more crimes, because if you look at crime statistics, that is not borne out. No. Nope. It's not borne out. But the media portrays people of color as more apt to be criminals. Yeah. And so it's not just poverty in our current situation. It's poverty and it's race. Yeah. And we make assumptions about homeless people. How did they end up on the street? Well, they, oh, yeah. they must, must be morally deficient yeah. in some way. They must have made bad choices. Right. But you How know, do people end up in prison? They must have made bad choices. You know, it's morally deficient. It's yeah. moral deficiency. There's a lot of reasons why people end up in prison. Yes. They, why know. are people fat? Moral yeah. deficiency. Right. Why are like we do this thing? Uh, uh, judgment we, all the time. All the time. And the fact of the matter is, you know, people end up homeless because they can't pay their medical bills because they've, you know, their insurance from Walgreens doesn't, you know, doesn't cover cancer drugs, and they had yeah. cancer and they couldn't pay their bills, and they ended up on like yeah. you can't know. Why a person is in the place where they are, unless you ask Talk them. to them. <laughs> yeah. And, 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 and this, I think, Willie saying the thing Incredible. out loud so great. in a king's mouth, yeah. you know, at the ass cushions. Meanwhile, yeah. the groundlings are like, 
fuck, fuck yeah. you. And you can see like right. there's a rebellion happening down yes. in the, on the pit. You right. Know? We have tattered clothes and you see us as full of vices. Yeah. But you people on the ass the cushions, clothing. right, yeah. have robes and furred gowns. And you're your perfect. sins are every bit of that. You yeah. Know? yeah. So he's saying, you know, your your sins are hidden by the appearance that you have. The only way to undo the unfairness of judgment about poverty and judgment about race and judgment about religion and judgment about weight and all of that, the only way to undo that is to look at each other as human beings, regardless of religious affiliation or political affiliation. Look at each other as human beings with the same wants, fears, desires as all human beings have. That's all. I mean, we got to stop hating on each other and just recognize that we all are in this together. Yeah. That's it. I'm done. And I think Lyra is on some level. I mean, he's, you know, he's spouting some really rough things, too. But he's also understanding some big, big things on a different level. Yes. You know? So he continues Plate sins with gold and the strong lance of justice hurtless breaks. Arm it in rags, a pygmy straw dust pierce it. So, you know, gold-plated people don't have to endure the strokes of justice at all. Um, but you're dressed in rags and you could the smallest jab will kill you. And he decides to pardon everybody. None does offend. None, I say none. I'll able them. I will empower them. I will give power to the weak. Nice. So take that of me, my friend, who have the power to seal the accuser's lips. So here, I pardon you. Get thee glass eyes, and like a scurvy politician, seem to see the things thou dost not. Now, 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 now. Pull off my boots. Harder, harder, so. Like a scurvy politician. Yeah, Vile politicians seem to see. That's Gloucester's problem. Mm-hmm. It was before, right? Seem to see. So he's like, put some glass eyeballs in there and pretend that you can see. Just like politicians See do. the things that mm-hmm. you don't. And our politicians. So mm-hmm. This would be another rant if we had time. Yeah. You know, they pretend that they understand our plight. And, and they, they do don't not. give a fuck about nope. our plight. They pretend they do. And maybe they believe they do, but they don't. Yeah. Um, Edgar, oh, matter and impertinency mixed, reason and madness. Matter and impertinency, good sense and confusion, all mixed up. Lear, if thou wilt weep my fortunes, take my eyes. I know thee well enough. Thy name is Gloucester. Thou must be patient. We came crying hither. Thou knowest the first time that we smell the air, we wall and cry. I will preach to thee, Mark. (laughs) <laughs> so if you'll cry for me, take my eyes. Yeah. I know who you are. And you have to, there's patience again. Patience, yeah. We came crying when we're, when we're, um, we're bir- born. born. Cry, that's what the doctors try to make us do mm-hmm. first. But he's sort of intimating that grief is our business here on earth. You right. know? We that can't things... have joy without grief. Yeah. But that we have so many griefs and that we start with grief. We cry. The very first time we get here. And now I'm going to pre- be a priest. Alack, alack the day. When we are born, we cry that we are come to this great stage of fools. Oh, this is a good block. 
It were a delicate stratagem to shoe a troop of horse with felt. I'll put it in proof, and when I have stolen upon these son-in-laws, then kill, 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 kill! <laughs> Whoa, that took a crazy turn. Yeah, <laughs> when we're born, we cry because we're born, because we, we come Great to the stage, stage of fools. fools because, um, you know, depending on what your belief system, I mean, you're spiritual and you believe that the soul goes back to the whole, you know, great spirit up there somewhere, then imagine the soul that needs to come back down into the into the human meat sack again and be like, Fog me! Why do I have to be here again? Why do I have to come back? I was up with the stars. It was beautiful. God damn it! <laughs> and Wordsworth, um, wonderful poet, um, he has a poem about that actually, where he talks about the baby coming from, you know, the little baby soul coming from the beautiful up there somewhere, and crying, and then losing the memory of the beautiful up there enough to resume life on earth and then go through it whoa and then he's like i think i'll shoe all my horses in felt so i can sneak up on my sons in law right so, kill so their hooves don't make noise <laughs> don't make noise it's <laughs> great and here comes a gentleman some people who are like oh shit we were searching for him there he is oh here he is lay hand upon him sir your most dear daughter. No rescue? What? A prisoner? I am even the natural fool of fortune. Use me well. You shall have ransom. Let me have surgeons. I am cut to the brains. I love this phrase, the natural fool of fortune. It's almost like he's tying Edmund and the fool and himself all together. Edgar. Ed no, Edmund. Oh, oh, oh. The natural. The natural oh, 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 yes, yes, right? yes. And the fool. He's almost like he wove them right together in mm -hmm. one phrase. But he's like, I'm cut to the brain. So he knows my brains are not any good. Yeah. You shall have anything. No seconds? All myself? Why, this would make a man a man of salt to use his eyes for garden water pots. I will die bravely like a smug bridegroom. <laughs> what? I will be jovial. Come, come. I am a king, masters. Know you that? <laughs> I love this. So seconds is like in duels, supporters. And why do I have to take this duel all by myself? You people are trying to catch me. Um, a man of salt, a man full, a man just made of tears. Right. right? So this gentleman is coming to help him, but he thinks he's he coming to take capture him. him. Yeah. yeah. Well, he's coming to capture him in some sense. And he's like, I. And then I will die bravely. I love that. And like a smug bride. <laughs> yeah. So die is also orgasm. The little death bravely is splendidly dressed. My condom will be gorgeous. No. <laughs> um, no. Fancy French tickler. Uh, I will orgasm boldly <laughs> like a smug bridegroom. I love that. Like, I've earned this. This is mine. Ha <laughs> ha. And then he reminds them he's a king. Yeah. You are a royal one, and we obey you. Then there's life in it. Come, and you get it? You shall get it by running. So sa so sa And out he goes. <laughs> like, excellent. This is fun. Let's have a chase. A little hunting cry, and off they go. A sight most pitiful in the meanest wretch, past speaking of in a king. Thou hast a daughter who redeems nature from the general curse which twain have brought her to. Mm. So, the other, other two. Yeah, mm. yeah, twain, the other two, 
other gentlemen go out chasing Lear, and this one stays behind like, oh, my God, this is terrible. And he talks about Cordelia redeems nature. She rescues her own nature from the curse which the other two brought her into, which was not so much of a curse. She got to go off to France and be a queen. And in love. And come back so at the head of an army, That's which not is so bad. super cool. And Edgar stops him. Hail, gentle sir. Sir, speed you. What's your will? Do you hear aught, sir, of a battle toward? Most sure and vulgar. Everyone hears that which can distinguish sound. Uh, but by your favor, how near is the other army? Near and on speedy foot. The main descry stands on the hourly thought. I thank you, sir. That's all. So, in other words, they're they're really close. They're going to be here within an hour. Yeah. And uh, though that the queen on special cause is here, her army is moved on. I thank you, sir. And Gloucester, you ever gentle gods, take my breath from me. Let not my worser spirit tempt me again to die before you, please. So he's putting his life into the hands of the gods, right? Yeah. I will accept whatever death you're bringing. Well, pray you, father. Now, good sir, what are you? A most poor man, made tame by fortune's blows, who by the art of known and feeling sorrows am pregnant to good pity. Give me your hand. I'll lead you to some biding. Lame by you have... Yeah, so in the quarto it says who made lame by instead of tame by. So either, you know, it's either I was I was calmed by fortune blows or I was hobbled. I was impeded. I like lame better. Yeah, I like yeah. lame. And pregnant to good pity, meaning I'm open, I'm prone to offering help, pity and help. And biding so, is someplace to be yep. in shelter. So come with me and I'll take you to someplace. Gloucester. Hardy thanks. And that's a shared line. Yeah. Hardy thanks. The bounty and the benison of heaven to boot and boot. Yeah, so he's like, in blessings, may your blessings return to you because of your kindness. Enter Oswald. A proclaimed prize, most happy, that eyeless head of thine was first framed flesh to raise my fortunes. Thou old unhappy traitor, briefly thyself remember, the sword is out that must destroy thee. <laughs> so, proclaimed prize is someone with a price on their head. Yeah. He's like, oh, I've caught you. Excellent. <laughs> uh, lucky me. Lucky me. You, you are the thing that's going to make me a made man. Yeah. And I love all the Fs. First framed flesh fortune. Yeah. You fuck. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah. And then briefly, myself remember, he's going to give him a moment to say your prayers. Say your prayers, you vomit. <laughs> and Gloucester, now let thy friendly hand put strength enough to it. And he's Yay! Like, fantastic! <laughs> I asked the gods to kill me, and, and here they are. This is excellent. Marvelous. And Oswald's like, oh, wait, hey, what? <laughs> <laughs> Wherefore, bold peasant, darest thou support a published traitor? Yeah, so we have the stage direction. Edgar steps between them. But, you know, I think he could figure that out. Yeah, because he's not saying that to Gloucester. Yeah. Because Gloucester's no peasant. Right. Uh, hence, lest that the infection of his fortune take, like, hold on thee, let go his arm. Shall you not let go, sir, without further occasion? 
<laughs> it's right. So if you're not reading along with us, it's yeah. Z I R. Right. Verther, V U R T H E R. I mean, Shakespeare's yeah. written it in there. Yeah. Chill. Chill. Chill, not let go. So he just came, again, not premeditated. He's like, shit, someone's trying to kill my dad. Who is it? Oh, I don't know. I better just be another person. <laughs> And Oswald, let go, slave, or thou diest. Good gentlemen, go your gate and let poor Volk pass. I should have been swaggered out of my life. Twould not have been so long as tis by a fortnight. (laughs) Nay, come not near the old man. Keep out, Shavor, ye are eyes. Try whether your custard or my ballow be the harder. Shall be plain with you. Jesus, Mary and Joseph. Okay. Uh, Costard is head. Yep. And my ballow is my cudgel. So I'm going to try out whether your head or my cudgel is harder. (laughs) And I'll be playing with you. Go your gate. Move along. But then this whole, I should have been swaggered out of my life if if it would not have been so long it is by a fortnight. So if bullying could have killed me, I would have died when I was two weeks old. (laughs) Basically, fuck off. And Oswald. Out, dunghill! Child, pick your teeth, sir. Come, no matter for your foins. <laughs> foins? <laughs> your thrusts. That's a, that's a fencing term, so he ain't no peasant if he knows that term. And Oswald, slave, thou hast slain me! See, I give you all those good Thank lines. Thank you, I love them. <laughs> Just in case the audience can't see what's happening. Yes. You need to know I'm dying. That's right. Dying. Villain, take my purse. If ever thou wilt thrive, bury my body and give the letters which thou find'st about me to Edmund, Earl of Gloucester. Seek him out upon the English party. Oh, untimely death. It's almost like bottom. <laughs> die, 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 die. Yeah, yeah. Oswald gets a ridiculous death. I love it. Yeah. Wow. So here, take my take my wallet purse, boo boo boo, and then uh, if you wanna do well, bury me, mm-hmm. and take the letters that I have in my coat and give them to Edmund. Edmund, Earl of Gloucester. He calls him in front of his brother, who should be Earl of Gloucester. Mm. And letters. Who are they from? Goneril and Regan. Yes, <laughs> both of those women. <laughs> and then Edgar looks at his face. I know thee well, serviceable villain, as duteous to the vices of thy mistress as badness would desire. So Kent called him that too, right? Serviceable villain. He recognizes him. Yeah, Gloucester. What? Is he dead? Sit you down, father. Rest you. Again. And call him father. Mm-hmm. Let's see these pockets. The letters that he speaks of may be my friends. He's dead. I'm only sorry he had no other deathsmen. Let us see. Leave, gentle wax, and manners blame us not. To know our enemies' minds, we rip their hearts. Their papers is more lawful. Um, wait a second. So, uh, leave, gentle wax? You mean the opening of the Fire letters? leave. Yeah, he's cracking open the seal, which he should not. Right. So that's why he says, manners blame us not. This is not my place. I should not be opening this letter. Um, but to know our enemies' minds, we rip their hearts. So, like, it's better that we rip their letters and prevent them from doing what actions they might do rather than kill them. 
mm. rip their hearts. Um, Deathsman is just an executioner. You know, I wish I had not had to make this kill, but whatever. He's dead. I don't care. So now he's reading the letter. Let our reciprocal vows be remembered. You have many opportunities to cut him off. If your will want not, time and place will be fruitfully offered. There is nothing done if he return the conqueror. Then am I the prisoner and his bed my jail from the loathed warmth whereof deliver me and supply the place for your labor, your wife, so I would say affectionate servant, Goneril. All right, so... I love the word nothing here because <laughs> she's really telling you nothing is worth anything if I can't be with you. Yeah. She's bringing up that theme word again. So cut him off. Edgar's probably trying to figure out him or who until he gets to the end of the line. Him is Albany at the end of the letter. His loathed warmth. Yeah. His bed, my jail. I hate it. Please. And I love the place for your labor. Mm-hmm. Let's Let's make some happy fucking there, you know? If you can. And your servant. That's a... I would say wife, but I'm saying servant for now. Let me (laughs) give you a blowjob and we'll talk about it later. (laughs) (laughs) And then Edgar makes his commentary. Oh, indistinguished space of woman's will. (laughs) I love that sentence. (laughs) What a giant cunt this woman is. My God. So, woman's will was her sexual parts and her sexual appetite. Uh, indistinguished spaces, boundless range. So, giant cunt is what I say. <laughs> A plot upon her virtuous husband's life and the exchange my brother. Here in the sands, thee I'll rake up. The post unsanctified of murderous lechers. And in the mature time with this ungracious paper, strike the sight of the death-practiced duke. For him, tis well that of thy death and business I can tell. Wow. Okay. So then he's talking so a to plot Oswald. Of, uh, right. A plot against Albany. Her virtuous husband. Yes. Here in the sands, thee I'll rake up. Yeah, so he's turning to Oswald. Rake up means bury in very shallow grave. Okay. So he's actually going to bury him, but the animals will get to him for sure. The post unsanctified. Of murderous lech. You are the unholy messenger of murderous people. Oh, I see. Yeah. Post as in letters. Okay, as in got it. Messenger. I yeah, was thinking post as going. in place. Mm-hmm. No. Nope. Okay. And then I will show this letter to the death practice duke. So now he knows who it is, right? Of course, Albany, who has a pr- plot against his life. And it's a good thing for him that I can let him know that you're dead and that these letters exist. Yeah. And Gloucester, the king is mad. How stiff is my vile sense that I stand up and have ingenious feeling of my huge sorrows. Better I were distract, so my thoughts be severed from my griefs, and woes by wrong imaginations lose the knowledge of themselves. Give me your hand. That's the last shared line. Far off methinks I hear the beaten drum. Come, father, I'll bestow you with a friend. So poor Glossary's like, damn, I had one more chance to die and I... <laughs> <laughs> oh, stiff. Stiff is stubborn, is my vile sense, my awareness. And I can stand here and ingenious, keen feel. I can feel 
But look at the king. My God. Yeah, I, I wish I were crazy. Yeah. Then so then I, I wouldn't have to feel any of this yeah, shit. Yeah. Better I were distracted. It's crazy. And then um, my woes by wrong imagined by delusions. I could I could lose my woes. And they have one last shared line, and then Edgar's like, come on, come on, I'll, I'll bring you. I can hear the drum. The army's on its way. We can't just be sitting here under a bush. They're going to trample us and, you know, take us as prisoners and whatever. Yeah. <sighs> oh, my. So much happening there. Woo! I'm shaking my head. I know. Like the mincing dame. <laughs> I'm a little old to be mincing, Dame. <laughs> mincing. I'm mincing. Yeah. So uh, suck on that for a while. And we'll be back with the end. <laughs> Pretty soon. We got a couple more episodes for you. Winding it all up. Ooh. But you can see where this is headed. Yes. But we're not going to say anything else. I don't think we should spill the the yeah. the ultimate right yeah but it's a tragedy there won't be any too many people left standing <laughs> yeah it won't be happy nope it's a tragedy nope okay that's all we're gonna say though yep mom's the word mom's the word <laughs> also another plea to please 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 email us you can get our email off of our website email us questions concerns uh, challenges uh, uh, um, silly poems memes paper ideas what have you we high praise, high praise. <laughs> <laughs> we really 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 after over a year want to hear from you yeah. i don't mean to whine at you but we really do no whining no whining it's wine free zone <laughs> okay but i'm erin okay and i'm diana and this, and this has been uh Jump yes. off a cliff, Gloucester. Yes. And he didn't. And, and it's didn't. okay. I can't die no matter what I, I can't do. Die. I can't die. I'm superhuman. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. I'm a vampire. Oh. <laughs> what? <laughs> okay, we've gone off okay. the rails. Bye. Bye. For additional fun shit from Fuck Shakespeare, you can head to our website at fckshakespeare.com. Or find us on Instagram at fckshakespeare. If you are enjoying this podcast, you could support us for as little as 99 cents per month. Just click the support button on the page on Spotify or Anchor. Tell your friends.